cars, hot music, and the coolest celebrity interviews all in one place. This is Skid Mark Show, the loudest show on the internet, powered by Hey, what's up? This is Marshall from Hinder, and you're listening to Skid Marks. Hi, this is Eddie Paul, and you're listening to Skid Marks Show. Hey, this is Jesse James, the Breaking Jackal, and the Full Throttle Slur, and you're got right smack dab on top of the Skid Marks Show. Crank it up. Yeah. Welcome to part two of Skid Marks Show, live from SEMA's 50th anniversary in Las Vegas. For part two, we get even more of our friends to join us on the show, pioneering performance stage, including Chris Jacobs, Adam Janai, and Jimmy Shine. So sit down. Down and crank it up because this is Skid Mark Show. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Chris Jacobs. Chris Jacobs, you're Come us on, on down. This Skid Mark Show. Good to see you. Whoa, yeah. I got to tell you, this is cool, man. I, you know, I, I don't have a man crush or anything, but, you know, Chris <laughs> Jacobs bit. inspired me to get my own show on television, uh, watching you guys on Overhaul. And, Love that. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was one of those things that, I, you know, I actually have my own Chip Foo story. I'm going to tell you really quick. So, I go out and I buy this gold 69 Chevelle, big block car, monster big block. It was a stroker and it was an epic car, but it was gold. But they had painted the, the firewall gold, inner fenders gold, but the clear coat was coming off the roof and the top. And, I, and I, I didn't know what to do with the car at the time. And I was watching you guys' show and, you know, Chip comes in and just, he doodles something on a napkin and it comes out epic and you guys, exactly. you guys make it happen, right? So I tell my wife, I go, I can do a foose. <laughs> so I start designing on a napkin and didn't look quite as good as Chip and all that, but we ended up painting that car uh, two-tone and doing all this crazy stuff. I had my own Chip Foose deal. I couldn't sell it for the life of me. Well, I, you know, you might have you just kept it gold. I know I you got the, the very number one Camaro is inside, and that one's gold. I know, little, I know. Little, I probably uh, should have just stuck six, with that. Six-banger, so yours, yours is a lot more powerful, too, it sounds like. Yeah, it does. But yeah, no, I've watched Chip sketch a million times, and it never, ever ceases to amaze me. No. I mean, he is so incredible with pencil with pen with his markers especially my actually you know we we travel a lot together and um you know i'm reading a book or watching a movie napping chip brings a sketch pad and the entire flight he sketches it's amazing i mean you know he sits down at lunch and he redesigns the salt shaker his mind is just always always working my prized possession in fact one of my prized possessions is a sketch of a uh, moon patrol vehicle that chip did on a barf bag oh nice on a barf Barf bag barf bag yeah yeah. That's a one of a kind. It is, it is certainly a one of a kind, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk yes. about you on Velocity now. So yeah, man. You, you do the Barrett-Jackson? Do Barrett-Jackson, obviously SEMA for them. And, um, you know, pretty much in the Discovery family of networks, if we ever do anything live, I'm kind of the go-to guy. i got a lot of experience in live TV. You know how sure to watch them out. I'm either stupid or have no fear. Because well, I liked it when you dressed up and, you're, and, and, and you'd always come in with these disguises. Yeah. And you played a great detective. Yeah, the was, first you know, series of Overhaul. I you, always solved the case. You did. Yeah. Well, I was bumbling and fumbling, but I always managed to get do the you car remember back. That? Did you I do remember, remember that. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were stealing the cars. Yes. And then it was it was just a great premise. Yeah. You know? I, think, I think my favorite uh, get up was probably playing um, a homeless guy. And I, I was laying down behind this guy's car. And uh, his name was Frederick. And he had he had uh, this firebird. And he actually gave me a dollar. He was such a kind hearted guy. He thought I was a homeless guy. And he gave me a dollar. And, and at the reveal, when we gave him his car back, I we all signed the dollar and I gave it back to him. What was the most cool. irate person that you had to deal with? Because um, I know they had to be there some were a lot. Well, I'll tell you the scariest person. We actually did a, a pickup truck for a Navy SEAL. 
Oh. An active Navy SEAL. I mean, this guy was built out of a piece of steel. It was crazy. You know, when I shook his hand, it was like, it felt like my bones were going to be crushed. So yeah. I remember the final prank we were playing on him. His car was That's supposed a dangerous to be a game shot. right it's there. very dangerous. Yeah. I was, that was the one time I was actually scared. Like, I did not know what he may do but i was sneaking up behind him on the phone pretending to be the shop owner and he's in front of the shop which is locked and i'm sneaking up behind him pranking him on the phone and i'm supposed to in a split second go hey you're on overhauling and i'm praying he's gonna get it right you know? and he's so not gonna gut you he was irate he was very irate <laughs> but, was he really? but like a, but like a like an even keeled irate which right. is way more scary it's a controlled a, irate. A nutty irate. i could yeah. kill you and you wouldn't even know i've touched you like kind he of. could break both my legs before i had a chance to look down yeah right. before yeah. you hit the ground before right. you could even yeah. get an overhaul in right. right exactly <laughs> i get the over out you go you're over that's right <laughs> one other thing that you're doing out here which i think is so cool is the battle of the builders yeah. and it's the young guys it's yeah. the young guns i don't right. qualify anymore i tried to get a <laughs> fake driver's license to get in on that because right. you know all these new programs are coming up I think it's great for the new generation but where were they when we were young right yeah you know, you know I mean it's it's a testament to how the hobby has grown and um, how people are starting younger and younger and I and I really also think that you know social media has a lot to do with it these guys can promote themselves and they can they can get the word out about their projects you know you've got the guys in there again who are kind of the old guard like the Ring Brothers and, and Kyle Tucker who just is I'm such a fan of Kyle Tucker man I mean his builds are phenomenal Phenomenal, and, and of course, and of course, brothers. the Ring Brothers. I mean, I mean, come I mean on. you know, they're, they're Drop up the there. Mic right they're there. up there with Mole and Foos oh, and Bobby yeah. and those guys. So, you know, it's such a, an honor for me to host this show because I get a front row seat to the craftsmanship. And you're right; it is great to see these young guys coming up, and I'm really excited uh, to see um, their their work in the Battle of the Builders Top Ten. And what's great about the Battle of the Builders Top Ten is that the other nine judges are are judging each other. You know, the, the, yeah. the builders themselves become the judges. That's that's so and cool. that that's is the purest that's the purest form of finding who the true winner is because you know they can't vote for themselves right. and then you're getting the best of the best looking and seeing what they feel deserves the top. What are the cutting things, you know, the cutting edge things that you're seeing every year at SEMA? Because as we're growing, I mean, this is the 50th anniversary. Yeah. And for us car guys to be here, it's incredible. It's you're right. Incredible it, it, it really is, you know, it, it has been muscle car centric and certainly, you know, Barrett Jackson is the same way. It's kind of muscle car centric, but it is growing. You're seeing a lot more of the imports. Um, and 89 Skyline just went across the, the block at Barrett Jackson, which I was really stoked to see. Yeah, it was. Um, and, you know, like like the, the BMW display that's just inside the hall right here what what was once not so old are now becoming the classics and and that is growing and you're right the japanese market you're seeing a lot more examples of those being customized yeah the tuners are coming back right, exactly hard and heavy yeah big time big time what's I think your that's, driver that's probably the the fastest growing market is that tuner market right now yeah i yeah. agree what's um, your driver what, well, what do you my, drive my, daily? My daily my daily driver is an audi q5 and okay. it's the greatest car I've had since 2010, and it drives as well today. There's not a rattle in that thing. I don't know if I just got a good one or they're making them all that it's, that great. It's but German gen engineering right it's there. It's fantastic. The ergonomics are all great. But then in my garage, I, of course, have my 68 GTX, which is painted by Foos. Got his wheels on it. Non-numbers matching 440 under the hood, so it gets up and goes. I think uh, it was dynoed at like 510 at the rear wheels. So it's got... Nice. Yeah. It takes like a gallon of gas to start it. Oh, you know? perfect. <laughs> Those are the good um, ones. And then I 
got a, uh, a Dodge uh, D100, a 70. Um, my uh, my old 66 Chevy pickup truck finally died, and so uh, I, I sold that, and I was like, I want a year, I want a car that's from the year that I was born, so it's a 70, and uh, I, I did the work on it myself, which wasn't much, just, um, you know, painted it, did some basic stuff to it, you know, changed the, the tires and, and uh, got just, some, just some cool caps through it, just, just made it mine, yeah, exactly, line is what this bed. is all about right Exactly, here. yeah, so I love that thing, and, and it always starts, which is great, and then uh, I have an 85 911. I'm oh. a huge Porsche fanatic. You're a cold guy. Excellent. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah. In fact, my, I'd, love, I'd love to get a 72 long hood. That's the one with the oil door on the side behind the passenger door. And that's the only year they did it. And they stopped doing that. They originally did it for weight displacement. They stopped doing it because gas station attendants would constantly be putting gas into in the, the oil. oil. Yeah. So so they, that's the only year that that's done. So it's a very recognizable year. And Right uh, now would not be the time it. to try and buy one of those, Chris. No, man. Those, the market, those air-cooled cars are going through the Roof. The market has exploded yeah. on the uh, on the early Porsches. And you've it's seen really, it at Barrett Jackson. I mean, every time insane. one hits the stage, it goes crazy. There, there was a there was a '72 that went across at Barrett Jackson, a Target top, beautiful. Was not numbers matching, which I think what kept the price down. But it went for for uh, fifty thousand, which was very low. And you I mean, said price down. High, but I was I was very <laughs> surprised because I I uh, I keep track of the market in the Porsches, and that was a very good buy. Yeah, I haven't been able to buy an air cooled Porsche in probably the last three years. Yeah, no, it's, it's just. It's just you're Right. Exploded over. I mean, I bought mine in 2005 and I paid $19,000 for it. So, and what's know, it worth today? Probably sir? 40. I mean, one went across in Florida at Barrett Jackson for 40. Same year, a little bit more tired than mine. So, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it could be a dollar, it could be a million dollars. I'm never selling it. But there you go. Yeah, I love that car. What are we going to see from Chris Jacobs in 2017? What's the future hold? You got more TV coming? I do. I got, uh, I, I, when I can, I work for NFL Network. I'm a huge NFL junkie. Bears are my team. Got a big win over Minnesota. Any bear, fans oh. any bear fans out there? No. no? Wait, we got to be oh, from Green Bay, fan, huh? Dude. NFL when I can. Um, and then I have a new show on TLC. We're actually in our second season right now called Long Lost Family, which I'm very proud of. It's non-car. We reunite people who were adopted with their natural families. I oh, heard about nice. that show. That's actually Heart very cool. string puller. That's my story. I was adopted. I reunited with my mom when I was 23. You know, I've adopted a set of twins myself. So. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. cool, man. Congratulations. How did that, okay, how did that come about? Let's talk well, about that. Well, you know, they, they knew they knew my story, and TLC is part of the Discovery family. Right. So since I was already in there, uh, they just they figured it was the perfect job for me. So I went in, just you know, had one kind of quick meeting, and it was off and running from there. And then we had huge ratings in the first season, so they ordered another uh, 24 episodes, and that'll start start up again in uh, in the winter. Wow, man. Do, yeah. you, do you ever have a day off? No, I don't. <laughs> but I don't mind. You got to make hay while the sun shines, you know? My, my fiance knows uh, how busy we oh, are. Oh, we've got and, the fiance in the and, house. And she comes everywhere with me, so we kind of, you know, have kind of work vacation. Chris Jacobs, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Appreciate the Appreciate it, guys. Mark thank show, you my friend. so much. You've inspired me. You've inspired so many car people out there. I'm telling you right now, one of my idols, Chris Jacobs, here on the stage with me. It's one of those proud moments, guys. Our next guest coming onto the stage here, Vince Oil, pioneering performance stage is Mob Steel's own Adam Janai. Adam, come on up here, buddy. Come on up, Mr. Mob Steel's in the house. How you doing, sir? It's so good to see you. I felt like it's been a year. I felt like it's been a week. All right, man. That's what I like to hear. My hairstyle hasn't changed. I can tell you that. No, coming in nice. That's what <laughs> look, I do, you brother. Look like my painter. Where's he at? Oh, there he is, right there. Oh, there's your painter. Take you... off your hat, Ron. Compare. That's what yep. I'm talking about, oh, right there. His beard. Put 
but yours to shame. You guys Jeff. are twins. How are you guys doing? How's Mob Steel? Busy, busy. We, uh, I mean, just yesterday we launched our uh, new color line with Exalta. Oh, right on. Unbelievable, man. Your new color line at Exalta. Why don't yeah. you explain that for all of us non-color guys out here? Um, we we launched a. Uh, they're called an artist series color line. Uh, it's basically, you know, a Mob Steel uh, slash a Exalta inspired paint line. So we're known for doing black cars. So they're known for doing big, vibrant colors with their hot hues line. So we kind of came together and, and we went to Illinois, worked at their tech center uh, with their staff, and we formulated basically some Zerillic pearls with a, a black, like a smoke candy that you lay over it. Nice. And uh, it flops. Everything flops to black when the sun hits it. Well, Gold, I knew green. it had to be a shade of black for you to be involved. I mean, yeah. come on, really? Yeah. But uh, it's it's been a busy year for us. We we uh, we're back we're back to filming in July. Good for you, man. Which is is fun and exciting. But we still have Detroit Steel Wheel Company to run. Uh, we're still building cars. We Let's talk our- about the wheel company for a second because okay. isn't that where it all started? Uh, no, actually, Mob Steel. We started Mob Steel about 14 years ago. Okay. Um, Detroit Steel Wheel. We started that in 2012, and that's kind of you know taken a life of its own. Right. Um, we just saw a void and, and wanted to fill it with a U.S. built product, and uh, more of the challenge became actually manufacturing that in the U.S. You know, everybody wanted the wheels, but all of a sudden we couldn't keep up with demand uh, trying to manufacture it here in the States. So uh, more of our challenge has been implementing new technology uh, to make components of that wheel faster and better. You know, so we've stayed vigilant on that path of um, all made here in the U.S. So uh, it's it's been an exciting journey. It, it would have been a lot more profitable to send it overseas, but we stuck to the Mob Steel mission, and uh, that's been a really cool challenge, and it's been a lot of fun. But, you know, we're moving. We're moving. So, You're yeah. keeping Detroit on the map, too, in manufacturing in America and Detroit well, Steel. Here's my question for you. If I was doing a, a SEMA build for next year okay. and I needed a set of wheels. All you got to do is call me. I got to call you, right? And we can you, you can custom make them to fit any application? Absolutely. Uh, the girls in the office are awesome. We, you know, because we manufacture them, this is a cool part. If I ordered those wheels from overseas and they came in, I would have certain offsets, certain sizes. Correct. I control all of that. So we, we put those together. We press them in, offsets, whatever bolt pattern you want, what style you want. We handle all that. You can call me and tell me you have... Of you know a '56 Chev, uh, and the girls will ask you: Is it static? Is it lowered? Is it air ride? Have you changed the axles? They they know it all. And then then we go: Okay, this is what's going to fit your build. We press them in, we build them for your vehicle. So when they go down the line, they're built specifically for your vehicle. It helps us control inventory. It lets us get the product to the consumer at a good cost. And you know what? They know it's made here by the men and women in the U.S. All right, let's talk about the show for a minute. Okay. You're getting ready to film. Yeah. What can we look forward to? Is there any sneak peeks you can give us? I mean, there's nobody listening. No, yeah. We we started filming in July. We're gonna film all the way to January. Um, we we are. I can't I can't say who, but um, we got a great offer from a, a much a much bigger network. Um, super exciting stuff. We've built man six six cars already since July. Nice. Five of us, and they, and we've had a lot of fun, man. It's so cool. We're we're getting to uh, we're getting to take some great automobiles that came out of Detroit, bring them back to life, put our twist on them, and in the in the meantime, we get to celebrate. You know the men and women that built them. We get to celebrate some of the history of Detroit. Made we in America. Go, yeah, absolutely. We get to go visit some of the places where they were made. We get to work with some of the manufacturers and we're trying to just, we're trying to bring people into our world because we watched all these car shows which we enjoyed and loved but Mine you like the best.
ass, though. I know it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right, man. <laughs> we just we just wanted to share Detroit with everybody and and what makes us tick. Speaking of Detroit, you and Ford have had a really nice tight relationship for a long time. In fact, you've won so many awards here at SEMA just with some Fords you've worked on. Did you bring something like that this year? What are uh, you showing off? Yeah, I brought it. We brought a uh, '72 F100 that we built on last season that we put the uh, twin turbo EcoBoost in. Nice. That's that relationship with Ford. Yeah. Uh, Ford Performance. Uh, they wanted. They were looking at developing a crate application for that motor. So we got together with them. We we put it in the truck. You know, did the first prototype harness. You know, computer everything. What a riot! I mean, it's a '72 F100 with an EcoBoost in it. So it's <laughs> pretty wild. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so fun. how many how many horsepower is that? Is it stock EcoBoost no, or did no. you tweak it? No, no, no. They they uh they did their best to tune it. It's, oh, cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. We actually had too small of a gear in it. We took it out for the first ride, and I'm like, we need to put a taller gear in it because I don't need a 72 pickup going a couple hundred miles an hour. So Nice. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Let's give a shout-out to your team because, I mean, last year we had them all up here, and they were some yep. of the coolest guys that I've met in the industry. I mean, humble, down-to-earth, just kind of guys you want to go out and hang out with. So let's oh, give a shout-out to all of them. Absolutely. Uh, there's Wheat Bread right up front there. Steve-O in the back. My man, Ronnie. Scott Sari. My wife, Pam, over here. And and then uh, Mr. Alex Hoff right there from the production company. All He's right, out here making sure we don't cause any Well, trouble. we know she's really the brains behind this whole operation right there. I know it. The brains she's and the money. Yeah, because that's my brains right there. So I, I know, know it. I know, I know exactly how this deal works. We're, she's the only reason why we're still in business. That's what I mean. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah. She keeps yeah. you grounded when you're trying to take off, right? I would have I spent the money a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Me yeah. too. I that, would still be in a nice ride, but I would yeah. be living in it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Do you have like a VIP right. pass to the Ford factory? You can just kind of go in and grab a part when you need just walk in and be like hey come you know, on you know one of the cool things is like uh, doing working with Ford and stuff like that and like I just I just had a chance to do a TED talk and like one of the most exciting things I got to say is like you know being involved with the automotive industry is like I, I'm so behind those guys because they've like they've created such a living for all of us in Detroit and they you know they just made so much manufacturing happen for this country and people forgot that in the 90s and it's so important that we get back to manufacturing it's so important that we get these younger kids involved in skill trades and start working with their hands because that's where we, we're like real wealth is is made and we see that firsthand so being able to go into ford or you know now i do stuff with ac delco uh gm uh we're doing a thing with chrysler next week um you know trying to get kids involved in the skill trades it's really cool man because we do we get to go in and out of the tech centers design centers and like for me that's always a field trip i could right. go to the same plant three four five times and every time i walk in i'm like cool that's yeah, cool, man. You know, you've got to make a life. You can't buy a life. You've got to build it with your hands. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the other thing too is in this day and age, you know, when when I was growing up, and then in you know we worked hard, and we were in a shop, but then I saw this transition in the '90s where it was like, you know, everybody could potentially get rich on the stock market and buy a Lamborghini. Well, you know, that's so far gone now. You know, the economy's readjusted, and the new norm really is people can write their own journey if if they can work with their hands. And you know, whether you want you know that journey to be financial or you know just fun or you know, whatever yeah and my thing is like change change your measurables you know don't look at your bank account and say you know am i doing good look at what you're doing where you're doing look at i'm sitting on stage with you guys i snuck into this event 12 years ago you know what i mean that's my measurables that's my success how far snuck did you in? how did you get it how, how far did, how did you get what'd you do you want to hear yeah the story? yeah of course i this want is, to hear they it. can't kick you out now they can't you're this, already in this is ironic because i was actually at exalta launching my own color line well you know exalta was 
DuPont. I came in the center hall here. Um, I flew in just for the day. It was just me because I was the only person in my business because I couldn't afford any employees. I walked through and I found out where the main office was in the center. I walked in. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm here to have a, I'm with DuPont. I have a meeting today. I'm running a little late. And that's when they had all the printouts. And I looked down and I saw two names. I'm like, yeah, Mary and uh, Dave, they were, I'm supposed to meet them here. <laughs> so they printed out a name tag for me that said DuPont and my name on it. And then I walked into the North Hall and I'm like, yeah, I might as well go to the DuPont booth. Walked in the back of the booth and I see this line. I'm like, what is going on here? And some people are looking at my tag and it, I look over and I'm, and I got Boyd Coddington sitting at a table signing autographs. Oh yeah. man, that's just, cool. Just snuck in the back. <laughs> that's a great story. And then, and then, you know, flash forward, you know, 12, 13 years and, you know, we're sitting on stage introducing our color line. So it's just proof that if you hustle and work hard. That's right. You know, and, that, and that's, there's no secret, there's no secret sauce to what we did. There isn't. It's there just isn't. all about working hard, man. Yep. Yeah, believe in yourself. And maybe you can get that lucky, lucky lottery ticket. Yeah. The Powerball. You, you know what's exciting though for, I, I see all these guys here with their shop shirts on and stuff like that and I'm super excited for them because, you know, when we started it was a bad economy and it was tough and you had to grind, but everybody here has just such a great shot at being successful because if they're out building cars and, and, and have those skills and are working with their hands, there's not many people. It's, it's just, it's such a huge gap. Well, you um, got to do what you love, man. Most of the guys that have that talent are 55 years plus. So all these young guys here with these car shops and out here building these great cars. And let me tell you what, there's a lot of talented people here. True. These guys can do whatever they want. Sky's the limit. So it's a great, it's a great time to be growing up. We are in the greatest generation of building muscle cars and stuff out of the OEs that we've ever seen. You know, you buy a 700 horsepower car. Are you kidding me? 200 mile an hour car? That's the most exciting well, you just time look right there at the underdog industry. project. That was done by three high school kids right there. Yep. It's, isn't that crazy? It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, they, they can be as successful as they want nowadays. So. Finally right. giving the youth of America another shot. Yep. Another yep. shot of success. Adam Janai from Mob Steel, ladies and gentlemen. Where can they find you on the internet while we wait to hear where the new show is going to be? Just Google it. Do what everybody else just does. Just Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> just Google it. <laughs> Mobsteel, ladies, guys. Get on Instagram or one of those things. All right, big shout out to all the guys from Mob Steel. It's good to see you guys in the house again. Thank you guys. Take Thanks, care. Guys. Jimmy Shine. Come join us on the Shell Pioneering Performance stage right here at Skidmark Show. Welcome to Skidmark Show, brother. So well, good to you see you. So much has changed over the last few years. You know, you you were with SoCal Speed Shop for so long. Oh, God, like almost 18 years. 18 years with the same place. And you went and opened up your own place. Let's talk about yeah, it. about a year and a half ago. You know, sometimes we have to, to move forward. We have to make a lateral step. And even though Pete and I have gotten along and done so many great projects together over many years, you know, and also traveling the world doing our automotive industry stuff, I took a lateral move so both companies could grow. So That's it's cool, going, man. It's going real good. Going yeah, because you know, I saw the show with you and Billy Gibbons. I mean, how cool is that? Oh, Hang, yeah. Hanging with that yeah, dude? It's a, again, any time with Billy is a good time. Now, is bet. that show still going? No, we just did a single pilot, and okay. then we're revamping the whole show as well. We're refining it. We really want to do something good and positive. Because you know what's funny? i got to share this. I think that came on shortly after ZZ Top was supposed to play my hometown, Lubbock, Texas. But we broke ZZ Top. Well, you didn't break Billy. Dallas. 
Dallas. No, Dallas that, did, right? No, Lubbock. No, Lubbock. It was Lubbock. Yeah. I was at the show. Dusty Gibbons couldn't see in the back because it wasn't lighted properly. Yeah. And he tripped on a step and he broke his shoulder and had to quit the entire tour. Well, you know what? That is true. And, you know, we had a real unique uh, opportunity because of that. Billy and I have been, you know, great friends for many a year. And uh, Billy and Dusty got together, the whole band ZZ Top. And he said, you know, we got to continue this tour. A lot of people are depending on us. We got to get back on tour. Uh, originally, the doctor said he'd be down for like three weeks to a month. And then they said, right. no, nah, it's more like six months to eight months. Well, Ouch. That, that really hurts 2016. So um, Billy and Dusty and the crew came up with this idea to build keyboards and then synthesize or digitize Dusty's live riffs on his bass. Nice. So he could still be on stage and he could still cue his own music. Yeah, it's a recording of his own stuff. But it's him. But he's still, yeah, it's still Dusty and he's up on stage and he can still, he does you know, the vocals just like Billy. He does about half of which. So well, we were commissioned to build, of all things, keyboards. How cool is that though? It, it was, it's like, again, you know, we get asked to do all these weird, funny things and keyboards, really? So Billy's like, yeah, man, but they gotta be ZZ Top Cool. And you know what? If you just, you know, knowing Billy and the band for so many years, it's really quite easy. We ended up building two, one of which they're, they're both identical, but the, the final treatments were just slightly different. So the one keyboard was all done in black. It had this Moog control head up on top. Um, and then the second one, you know, naturally, every ZZ Top concert, where they close with legs, come out and do their encore, correct? Yep, that's right. So we built a fuzzy keyboard. Oh, nice! It was just the cool, I gotta, uh, you know, I'll email you the pictures. Please do. Crow. It's so We'll cool. throw it right up on the website there. So we, we got that done in no time. Had to ship everything to Nashville. From Nashville, uh, Dusty practiced with it. And then everything was shipped over for the European tour. So Dusty's doing good now. He's back, you know, playing his bass. And ZZ Top is still moving forward. Well, thanks to Jimmy Shine. Well, moving thanks forward. to everybody. Well, it's I know. fun to be a part. Now, here's a question for you. And I hope this is an emotional one. But I know... You actually parted with your truck not too long ago. Oh, God. You have to bring that up. I did. Because yeah, well, that I, truck was like Jimmy Shine. I mean, to me, it was like, it was a it was a piece of you. It was an extension. You know, sometimes, again, you just got to move forward. And that was after 20-some years of having that truck. You know, it really it really made my name, I think. You know, it's in the hot rod world. And again, it's not a rat rod, anybody. It's a hot rod. It was a hot rod. But um, A way cool hot you rod. You know, I, I did everything I could with it. Traveled the world. World. We had it in Japan. Again, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, Pete Shapores, myself. We're in Japan. We're in Yokohama driving our hot rods around. It well, was a trip. But not only that, I've seen your hot rod in the video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was in the I ZZ mean, Top video. That, that's one of those bucket lists when you get your car in a rock video yes. like ZZ Top. Does it really get any better? No, no. it doesn't. No, it does right it. there, it's That's it. the pinnacle. You can quit but, now. But that's the whole thing. I just wondered. You know, it's, oh, been, no, it's, it's, it's been almost a year, hasn't it, since the oh, truck's been be gone? two years. It's almost two years. Two years right. this January. January. No, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I mean, it was like losing a limb. Yeah, do you keep tabs on it? You know, it's like a child it? growing up and moving away. Do you keep Although that's actually not a bad thing. Tell everybody why... You got rid of it. Well, I don't like that term, got rid of it. Okay, I, why are you, I you simply passed company. on ownership to somebody else. There you go. Let them become the curators and take care of it. I think forever it'll always be mine. It will. You know, it's it's you know, always going to be the Jimmy Shine truck, well, no matter Chris what Mc, happens. Yeah, Chris McPhee owns the car now, and he's back in Ohio, and he's taking care of it. Um, but again, it's kind of like a lot of these famous cars. Forever, like the belly tank, will always be Alex Exidius. Forever, the California kid will be Pete Shapores. And 
you know, I think that's that's what's going to happen with that car as well. And, and and I used that. I had to to move forward again to do what I wanted to do to establish my business the way I wanted to do it. It takes a certain amount of capital. Oh, totally. So totally. Th- that was the other reason. But still, it was it was like cutting off an arm. It, I couldn't speak for about a week afterwards. Yeah. Don't talk to me about it. Uh, well, Tough guy, but I'm going to cry. I waited a couple years to bring it up. Well, thank you. It was very polite. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Very much. Thank you. It's so good to see you. I mean, it's been a long time since we were together in, in, in that tent in Northridge in the middle of uh, some crazy builds. This is Car Warriors. Wasn't that the funnest time? If you look back on it, you know, it was four days to complete an episode, which is just unheard of. And I got to say, hats off, Jeff. Man, did you orchestrate that well? well? Getting all the right cars in there, the right people, the right products. It was so well done. Well, very thank impressed. You. Very thank you very impressed. much. Well, it, we couldn't have pulled it off without you. Like I said, you I absolutely could have. You could have got no, I monkey couldn't have. in there. I'm telling you, from the moment I That's walked, me. the first season when I came in on that, they were talking about casting and they said, who should we get as a judge? And I, I was like, you know what, guys? If we don't do Jimmy Shine for this, this is this is perfect for him to come in uh, because it it was the yin and yang. We had you know George, the late George Barris right there. Oh yeah, I remember those times. And you had you know everything that George had done. And then we had Jimmy. And then we had Mad Mike in the middle. And it was kind of a, a, a it was a unique mix, wasn't yes, it? It was a unique mix. And then the second season we just went with Jimmy. You know, it was one of those things they wanted to cut the bill down to forty eight hours. Speed wanted to save some money on their way out. <laughs> well, that's what you do. But you know what? The, the, it was funny about this, and, and Jimmy will probably. Agree with the, the forty-eight hour builds were actually better. I think they came out better. Um, and again, you know what a learning curve that was. And I can't believe the quality of vehicle that was actually produced right. over and over and over again. And most people don't, you know, if you haven't watched the show, or if you're going to go back and watch it, Jimmy had to not only judge these cars at the end, but he also had to put them through their paces. Yeah, it'd take he had to drive. He had to test drive them. We took him on a drag strip. We took him through the cone course. He had to evaluate those cars on stopping, starting, braking, handling, all Which the aspects. Which is kind of fun and kind of scary as hell. Well, well it could know, be again. because you don't know who's building it. It's yeah. not like it came out of his shop and he knew his guys did. <laughs> He knew the wheels well, now we had time, to, you know, as, as the cars are being built, we're there the entire time. So right. So to be able to see everything, some stuff might be questionable or not. But again, you know, to go out there and test drive the cars, some days it's good to be me. <laughs> so what's coming up next? You and uh, Billy, you're working and reworking the show. Uh, yeah, we're reworking the show right now. Um, and, you know, again, quite honestly, a lot of people don't know this, but I think um, these television shows are just a byproduct of what we do. We're car guys. Yeah. yeah. I never got into this industry. I never got into any industry. It's just I just do what I like. So television, any of this stuff is a byproduct of us building cars and racing. It's what we like to do. So we're we're, we're working on some TV show stuff, uh, which is all going to be real good. But, of course, we got builds going on at the new shop, too. Well, let's talk about those. What do you got going on in the new shop? Well, in the new shop, it's kind of fun. Right here uh, in the main hall, Honda Acura. I got to work with Dave Merrick. I think you guys had Dave Merrick on yesterday, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yeah, well, Dave's a good friend of mine as well. And, of course, he's the uh, executive global design chief, something along those. I don't know. It's a really great title, and I can never remember it. It's a long business card, isn't it? It's a really long business card. I think it means floor scrubber. You know, I'm I'm not sure how that translates. (laughs) my job but we got to work on a project Dave of course you know always want to be cutting edge and kind of show that Honda and Acura not only being a large manufacturer can have some fun 
So you know they've developed the new NSX and the, their supercar. The concept is the uh, GT3. Mm. So he wanted to kind of marry another vehicle, the MDX, which is kind of what Acura's version. They're kind of taking it in that same uh, arena as like the Porsche Cayenne and the and the Range Rover, bringing it to that caliber. So what we did is we took the new NSX GT3, which is all carbon fiber and a wicked piece of kit, man. V6, I think it's a nine-speed V6 bi-turbo kick ass. Oh, yeah. So the MDX, we actually theme the same way. And then of all things, everybody asked me to do weird stuff. You know, from toaster ovens to lampshades. Well, how about a trailer? So Dave came up with this idea to build a trailer. So how do we make this thing a trailer to, to put behind the MDX and have the NSX up on it? And there was a multitude of um, things to consider. Number one, the size of the NSX. The car is 80 inches wide. Whoa. It's really, really long. So we went through this whole design process and based everything off of hard dimensions and worked backwards. We actually built more or less a rolling stage for the GT3. Nice. So it's, we have the same wheels that are on the MDX 20 inch. Same wheels, same everything, same treatment with the race inspired NSX with the carbon fiber. But we made a trailer of all things and it's it's hydraulically controlled got a big pump and two rams underneath it hinged in the front the perimeter of the trailer is static and then the whole bed lowers in the back and you can actually we still had to build short extension ramps because the nsx gt3 is two and a half inches off the ground at the highest point then it's about 17 and a half 18 feet long it's it's deceiving just how large that car is when you see it stand alone you think it's small just because of the shape right you park a truck next to it he's like oh my god that's a supercar <laughs> wow so we actually we actually figured the whole thing out dimensionally and uh, we've got it. It's right here in the main hall at Honda Acura and uh, hooked to the MDX. So that's that's one project out of many that we've got going on. We just completed that for, for Honda Acura. And as well, I'm a rep for uh, Bailey Industrial Tool. Thank you so much, Jimmy Shine, All for right. being on Skidmark Show. Pioneering Performance Stage here, SEMA 50th anniversary. It's Skidmark Show. Download us on iTunes at skidmarkshow.com. Thanks for joining us all week long. Show's not over yet, but we are. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Take Care. Thanks for listening to both episodes of Skidmark Show live from the 50th anniversary of SEMA in Las Vegas. If you missed anything, download all of our episodes free on iTunes and at skidmarkshow.com. And be sure to check out our Facebook page daily for updates. Plus, we have a ton of bonus material from Las Vegas that we'll share very soon. So check back regularly or just subscribe on iTunes and we'll send everything to you when it's fresh and ready. This is Skidmark show the loudest show on the internet powered by pixel